We're talking about Trump, right? We are talking about Trump. Yeah. Should should Christians vote for Trump? Trump. Maybe you know what should I think about Trump? Shortest episode Trump. ever. Uh, yes, you should vote for Trump. <laughs> really? Yeah. Come on, you cheers, you, cheers. You, by the way, you know, not. Yes, cheers. What do you got? I've been saving money, so I got um, a Rebel fifteen dollar bourbon, as opposed to my eighty dollar bourbons. Because now with my wife staying home, cutting down on the bills, so we can just make it happen. So that includes me getting cheap bourbon. Then so be it. Cheers hide, to that. Hide your wallet. There's poor people around. <laughs> no, I just have like a <laughs> probably twenty five dollar uh, redemption rye. I don't like rye. It it burns. I'll never sip it alone. But like a good guy's night or something, it'll be. It's the ticket. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, uh, my good bourbons are. You know, I got an Ezra seven year old. Mm. Dude, my bourbon how, game is great. How peaty is it? Peaty? What does that mean? I actually, never. It's got some of that like it. mossy. It's, it's more scotch. Like scotch has that, but it has that. Oh, mossy, not at all. Smoky. Okay. Dude, after drinking good bourbons, like scotch is is water. <laughs> scotch, scotch is just that not, is true. It, it is. Yeah. Like, like this has changed my game. Like, you know, going to this, this bottom of the barrel bourbon, it, it completely, you know, Dan, you know, Dan, you know, is the one that, that told me what bourbons to get. Yeah. And I called it uh, the Dan standard mm-hmm. and it, dude, it will change how you drink bourbon. Like now I know this is good bourbon. That is not good bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. And I know what to look for too. Hmm. Who doesn't drink? I don't think Donald Trump. No, he doesn't because he he uh, his brother was apparently an alcoholic, and then he told his um, uh, children that if if they don't drink, they won't ever have to worry about it. So that was his logic behind it. <laughs> He's such a Chad. He eats McDonald's, doesn't drink. When he golfs, he like drives onto the green, which is a big like etiquette no no. Oh, he really? just does what he does what he does. So can Christians get behind him and vote for him? I well, I always. So when, when I learned that somebody didn't vote for him, and I'm even talking about like not 2020, but going back to 2016, there's a part of me that loses a little bit respect for them. Yeah. I have uh, f- generally, I lose respect for them. Even if, like I recently heard somebody who is, in my book is solid. I'm not going to say who, because like you know them. What's their social? <laughs> Just tell me their social and I'll look up who it is. <laughs> but they're a solid pastor. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. They're a solid pastor right now currently. And in 2016, they didn't vote for him. And this is like a, maybe like a year ago, um, I heard. Mm. And I and he said that he didn't vote for him. And I'm thinking, wait, you? You didn't vote for him? Like you couldn't see sure. that to me, not giving a vote to Donald Trump is giving a vote to the other side. Because, you know, they have the majority vote. Yeah. They have it. Right. Let's just assume that they have the majority vote. And by you say, you know what? It's They're both evil. I'm just not going to vote. Okay, well, you might as well just vote for that other person then. Sure. And to be fair, I'll, I'll give a little bit of a defense. We didn't know how he would govern in 2016. There was truly no track record. So you had, and we didn't have one for either for Hillary. But I mean, it was. I yeah. I'm being serious. I mean, we had a good guess. I knew. Oh, you're saying for Trump. But I mean. I, I, I knew that Trump was going to be a, a, a great president. And I did say it. And I remember that time too. I said, I, I think he's going to be one of the best presidents we have. Yeah. And, look at, and looking at it at his run, he, he really was. He's one of the best presidents we have. Yeah. Oh, best president have. in my lifetime for sure. Even but, in the history of America, honestly, because if you think of the situation he came in, yeah. dude, that man hustled and he, he, he you know, under his um, presidency, we were in uh, energy independence. What that means is that we produce more energy, more energy, I can't talk more energy <laughs> than we used. Hmm. And so that, you know, again, look at the situation that, you know, uh, that he was coming into coming off of Obama. No wars. 
We had no, no wars, wars during he his stopped time. North Korea war from happening. Yeah. You know, he put the, the, the capital in Israel for all my dispensational brothers and sisters out there. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, that was year of Jubilee right there. Your dispensationalists get the tambourine, get the symbols. We're celebrating this Sunday. Well, let, let me not even steal, man, because there's not enough strong arguments there. Some Christians would say, well, you're getting too involved in politics. You talk about this and you talk about that and you list all the good things that Trump has done. You're getting too involved in politics. You're caring too much for the things of the world. I think Jesus gives that rebuke to Peter. You're thinking too much of the things of the world instead of the things of God. Uh, you need to care about the kingdom of God. You need to care about the kingdom of heaven. I, I have a response to that, but I want to pose the question to you. Like the best argument I could make against someone like us. If you're watching this, you hate us, you hate the topic. No, Christians shouldn't vote for him. The strongest argument you could probably give is that Christians... They're, they're caring too much about things like a, t a capital in Jerusalem, North Korea nukes, this, that, or the other. They're caring too much. We should be more focused on heavenly matters. What would you say to that? So, hmm, good, good, good uh, question. Let me try to approach this. What's the best way, really? Because there's a bunch of approaches, but the best way is simply just to go go to you know the, you know the uh, the obvious. Don't don't I already care in terms of good laws? Hmm. Like, you know, let's just go to the basic ones, right? Thou shalt not murder. Is that a good law? Yes. Should governments uphold that? Yes. Well, surprise, that's not a neutral law. Whose law is that? Mm -hmm. Well, that comes from the Ten Commandments. Oh, that's God's law. So you're agreeing with me already in principle. You already agree with me yep. that in principle, or, or not even in, in principle, in practice, the government should be upholding God's law, which we already do. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Even, you know, you know comes to, you know, uh, raping. All these are not neutral laws. You know, the, uh, these are God laws. Just to rebuff someone who would say, well, there's cultures that are not Christian that have these same laws. Yes, because God's written it on every man's heart. It is written on Ten Commandments. And on every man's heart, God has written so that nobody has an excuse. Well, I didn't know. No, every man knows internally by virtue of being made in the image of God that murder, that rape, that theft are wrong. So it's Ten Commandments. Yes, it's God's law. And even if you say, well, hey, we didn't have them or this society didn't. Uh, well, it's still written on your heart. You still know it by nature. Yeah. And if we have a president that comes in here and is anti-God's law, like abortion, mm -hmm. so that's clearly against thou shalt not murder, do you honestly think that me as a Christian should vote for that person? Absolutely not. And if we have another person who's saying, even if he's not fully pro-life, because Trump right now is compromised yep. on that, he's not fully pro-life, and I'm and I'm against that. I think he should be. I think he's compromising. And, and, and he was pretty clear that he's basically doing this just to win, which I think is, is weak. So I'm against that. Yep. But if we have two, two options here, one is for the complete, uh, you know, abolition of life prior to birth. If the woman says, says so even after birth now, and if somebody just says, okay, well, no, we're not going to do that. Even, e even if he allows like a six week, um, you know, law where it's like, okay, well you can, you know, murder past six weeks. I'm still going to go for that person. Why? Cause who is killing more life? under whose presidency would uh, vouch for the destruction of lives, this yep. person. So why would I vote for this person over that person? Even if, even if I don't like the guy, and this is the thing that, you know, that, you know, uh, multiple people, uh, multiple people, um, you know, I've said is that I'm not voting for a pastor for crying out loud. Hmm. Like Trump is not your pastor. Why am I going to be like, Oh, I don't like his attitude. I don't like his tweets. Well, who cares? I never yeah. asked you about that. I didn't ask <laughs> you, Hey, do you like his attitude? Yeah, he's not up there about, you know, you know, when they do a debate, you know, they're not saying, well, this is my character you know, you know, this is who I am. Well, maybe they are, but 
really what it comes down to is policies. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? That's what we're voting for. I'm not voting for, you know, your pastor or the tone police. Or a church member or a babysitter or someone to date your daughter. We're voting for a strong man to rebuff and resist tyranny. Like that's who you're voting for. And so you want someone like his arrogance and stuff. He could, I could do without them for sure. But, but I need someone that's strong, that's confident, that's assertive, that loves his people, that loves his nation. Like that's what you're voting for. Not everything is church. Not everything is family. I would say my rebuff to the, well, you're putting politics too far ahead. You care too little then for this world. Jesus died for this world because it matters. God loved this world. Now we're not to love the things of the world. We are not to love the the pride of eye, pride of our eyes, the lusts of life, the indulgence of our flesh. We're not to love those things, but the world in the sense of souls and institutions and states and nations, uh, rocks, trees, skies, hills that God made and loved. You should care about that, and you should care that there is someone out there who will deter North Korea from nuking their neighbors. That actually matters. Godliness matters and is of the highest importance. And what also matters is how we live in the world, is human suffering, is doing uh, proper laws, like you said, uh, good civil laws, good civil statutes, good criminal penalties. Like if you don't care about those things, like, oh, you're getting too involved in them. You are Gnostic. You're you're discarding the world. You have no interest in it. And you should repent of it. Uh, You should love the people that are in God's world. You should love the things that he's made. Again, not idolatry, but in a proper ordered sense. And part of that is then in this very small part you play in democracy, voting for that which is most advantageous, not a pastor, but someone who's actually going to do a better job than the other person of stewarding the earth well. And what you just said was, you know, you know, the second commandment to love your neighbor as yourself. So it's like, I don't want my neighbor getting killed. Mm. I don't want that baby getting killed. I don't want them paying, you know, high taxes, you know, struggling to make ends meet. I don't want people in schools indoctrinating their kids, trying to get them to, you know, uh, you know, change uh, their genders and chop off, you know, their their body parts. Right. I don't want all that for, you know, for them. So if 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 me showing up election night, casting my vote for Trump is going to maybe help that. Then of course, and and you know what it too, it's it's such an easy thing. Like we over spiritualize this too. Absolutely, so we should stay out of politics. Like it's really so hard for you to cast your vote for Trump for crying out loud. Like like you know they mail it to you now. Like you can't right. open up that letter, check off Trump, and send it back. I don't re- uh, recommend you do that. By the way, go in person and vote. Sure, sure. You could probably ask <laughs> someone to come vote. to your house and not leave the couch, and they would fill out the ballot <laughs> for you. They'd say, "All right, so you're voting for Joe Biden, right? No, actually, Trump." Okay. But on the way home, you can't, you know, we're going to make this such a big deal. You can't just go in there, get out of your car and sign that ballot for Trump. And you're going to make it such a, oh, I don't like his tone. Oh, I don't like his tweets. And I will say too to that, you know, because that's always that always comes up. Well, I don't like his character and his tweets. And really, you know, what what's really happening is that our society is so weak. We can't handle hard truth. Yep. So when we have someone like Trump who's just speaking, you know, the the plain truth to you, it comes across as, oh, I was raised not to be like that. I can't be offensive. I got to be nuanced and third way. And sure. Jesus is my homeboy. I can't be like that. Let me just not vote for you. Let me just get out of politics. And the reason why they're saying that is because you're, you know, we, again, we're, we're raised to hate masculinity. Yeah. Like, I do think a lot of things that Trump says is it's not offensive. It's just giving you the, you know, the truth, which men should be able to handle this. Like we should be able to handle 
the truth like abortion is completely wrong and i'm going to be completely upfront with you this is murder mm-hmm. even if even if a mom committed it i'm going to be plain spoken with you it's yeah. murder and, you and i'm not going to i'm not going to sound you know stand you know mom. stand for it I'm going to speak plainly about it and I'm not going to apologize for it. And the reason why people get mad about that is because we hate masculinity because it's God's design. Yeah. Let me just say too, to the men, maybe you're a man watching this and you're on the fence and your, your objections are along those lines. It's like, well, he's, he's mean and he's a brawler and he's arrogant, this, that, or the other. And I wouldn't necessarily deny them, but I w- what I would say to you is you are being effeminate. Those are feminine virtues of, of, kindness like kindness is not mentioned in scripture or sorry niceness niceness is not mentioned in scripture it's an 11th commandment it's certainly added as if it is kindness is mentioned jesus was kind and jesus beat people with a whip and tossed tables like there's a wide range of kind actions and so if you're a man and you say like well he's not he's not nice uh he's not sweet no man in history who has been those things has ever really made a difference like i just think of the great men of history um, not Churchill reading a book right now, this book actually right here, Churchill warmonger. So not Churchill, but the Teddy Roosevelt's, uh, the King Richards, this, that, and the other, they beheaded people. They were strong. Uh, they, they led wars. Like they were masculine. Now they weren't cruel to women. They weren't, weren't evil to their own children. They were good all the way down. But if you are taking those qualities of of niceness and sweetness and soft-spoken and unassertive. Those are feminine qualities and you're embodying them and you need to not. Paul literally says in 1 Corinthians, the the homosexual, the effeminate will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. The man who acts like a woman will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So I'm not going to say necessarily if you won't vote for Trump that you are effeminate, but if it's for those reasons and you're acting effeminate and putting up values that are more geared and that's not to say those feminine values are bad. So I'm not saying kindness and sweetness and love and warmth. Those are not bad qualities. They're suited for child rearing. They're not suited for the state. They're not suited for going to Kim Jong-un and asking him to give up his missiles. Those are for a little boy who scraped his knee from his mother. But you embodying them as you try to pick someone who you're voting for, it's out of place and it's a feminine characteristic that shouldn't be thought of, shouldn't be utilized in place of the masculine character which is to protect, to secure, to provide, to fight, and to punish evil. Yeah, because what they're saying, too, is, well, I agree with them, but just can't you just give it to me softer? Can't you just, you know, yeah, abor- you know, abortion is, is wrong and, you know, homosexuality, but can't you just give it to me softer? You know, you have to be so mean. Mm. And it's like, dude, just, you know, you know, pick your skirt up for crying out loud. Yeah. And man, man up, and and we can say that as Christians, mm-hmm. you know why? Because God designed masculinity. So if somebody is acting like you said, like you know uh, that that first you know Corinthians effeminate, we should be able to, to say like the Apostle Paul, these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. Yep. And we said this last time, uh, what, uh, what episode? When oh, you know the uh, the modern church hates singles, I think, but you know Revelation talks about how the cowardly will go to hell. Hmm. And that's the only time to my knowledge that the Bible mentions that. But like, why? Why does the Bible say in the last book that cowardly will be in hell? What it, you, you know, what does cowards have to do with sin? Well, when you're a coward, you're not acting like a man and you're shrinking back from the truth too. Yep. So you're not going to be faithful to God. And the Bible talks about being strong in the Lord. So it doesn't say yeah. be weak in, in the Lord. You know, we think that we have to be weak. No, you don't have to be weak. You have to be strong in the Lord. 
Paul says, I'm weak so that I may be strong. And when, or when I am weak, then I am strong. So the end goal is to be strong in Christ. Yeah. So when you're in Christ, what are you going to be? If you're a man, if you're a Christian, Christian man, if you're in Christ, you will be strong. That means you can handle hard truth like this and you can stand for hard truth like this. Yeah. And, you know, the very least you can vote for somebody who is embodying that, you know, mm. he is in a sense embodying that like Trump has gotten closer. I'm not saying, you know, he's a Christian, but he is closer to God's truth than others. Than a little TGC, soy latte drinking. Like he's more yeah. in a sense, properly aligned with how God intended men to live. Grace, grace does not destroy or surpass nature, but it brings it to its highest pinnacle. Grace doesn't take a man and neuter him, destroy his T levels and, and make him to be a pasty basement dweller. No, grace takes a man and it makes him like the true man, Jesus. He's not cowardly, like Revelation says. He's not neutered. He's not infertile. He's not weak, but he's courageous. He's strong. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16, act like man, be courageous. Uh, he's all of these things and grace is what empowers that. And so if you think that you being saved and you being a Christian is laying aside all those parts of masculinity. Oh, well, I don't want to be assertive and I don't want to be strong and I don't want to be domineering and I don't want to be this and I don't want to be that because uh, I'm a Christian now and I only speak in the softest tone of voice possible. Uh, no, that's you just actually, uh, you're buying into, it's really the post-war consensus, post-World War II, just never assert yourself. Hitler was assertive. Hitler made strong truth claims. Hitler wanted the Aryan race, this, that, or the other. And so we should never again put a line in the sand. We just need to love God, never love nation, never love people, never love family. Those things lead to idolatry and wars. You're just buying into that. You're not being a Christian. If you're soft-spoken, weak, limp-wristed. Uh, you're just being weak. And weak men, I just even for your own sake and your own soul, weak men will be forgotten. Like Dusty Devers put a law out. We want to ban pornography in Oklahoma. And he is getting mocked by Jimmy Fallon and the Rolling Stone, and the Guardian and the Independent mocked, castigated, picked on, uh, parodied, all of these different things. And history will remember him because he's courageous. And you sit there and you complain about how weak Trump is alongside Beth Moore and you will be forgotten. And, and I don't want you to be forgotten. If you're listening to this and you're a man and you're between those two bridges, go pursue what it is God has for you and be remembered, be written down as one of the men who stood in the gap. And maybe that's just at a family level and it's only your family that remembers their strong, godly, great grandparent. But you may be called to the civil magistrate or to pastorate and you could be remembered for courage, but you're never going to be remembered for just towing the same line that Amazon and Facebook and Instagram and your woke cousin with pink hair. You parody that line, <laughs> you will be forgotten. And I don't want you to be forgotten. Be godly and be remembered for being godly. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And you know, what you should do too is ask yourself is, is there any fear in this? Hmm. Like, am I afraid to vote for Donald Trump? Am, am I afraid to let people know that I vote for Donald Trump? And it comes down to for Christians in the churches, chances are your, your, your pastor, even if he's not woke, your pastor probably doesn't like Donald Trump. And he's probably telling My you, pastor does. you know, your pa there you go. But so I have to rare pastor. pastor. Well, You're well, right though. Yeah, they don't like Donald Trump, and when they come up in or when he comes up in, in conversation, is going to be like, "Well, I don't like the way that he talks, or 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 his attitude, and whatnot." Yeah, and it's like, I didn't ask you about his attitude; I asked you about his policies. Do you like less babies dying? Hmm. Yes or no? I don't care what he tweets. Sorry, that was I don't know if you heard that was Kayla texting me. He's coming <laughs> through. <laughs> um, do Do you like less babies dying? 
do you like less drag queens at, sto- at at story time hour for children? Yes or no? I don't. I do not care what you think about his policy. Are you going to vote for him? Are you going to encourage people to vote for him? Yeah. You, you know, uh, the answer should be, yeah, yes, I, I, um, I'm going to encourage people to vote for more. Why? Because again, I don't want babies dying. I don't want uh, transgenders coming in and grooming kids and all these other things. I don't even want people working 40 hours a week and getting half their taxes, you know, deducted. Yeah. And then, you know, the husband can't support his wife. I, I don't want that. I, I want to love my neighbor and I love my country, which by the way, surprise, we can love our country for crying out loud. That sounds like idolatry. We're supposed <laughs> to love God, brother. You're making um, politics too much, you know, uh, uh, you know, now it's an idol. Yeah. You're yeah. Making politics all about the gospel. Well, let me hit on another topic since we're, we're being really careful, smooth and nuanced immigration. Trump said day one, he's starting the la- the largest mass deportation program in the history of the United States of illegal immigrants. And that is a good thing. And if you are a Christian, you should be for that. You don't have to like it or be celebrating from the rooftops or setting off fireworks. Uh, but America, a nation without no borders is not a nation. Our border is being overrun. Six million illegal immigrants have come in under Joe Biden's watch. Six million. That would be, I believe, the it's greater than the population of some 37 states. Not combined, but like the individual states. You are a Christian. You should love your nation enough. Love your neighbor. Like we're talking neighbor. Like we're literally talking about your nation. You should love your nation enough to say the United States is for the United States. And and drug dealers and criminals and military age males that we don't know their background. Because I love my neighbor and I love all of my neighbors and I want them to be safe and I want them to be able to have jobs. I don't want my border overrun. And Trump, as much as he said, again, I can't literally tell the future of what he's going to do. He said he's going to deport a lot of those individuals. And here's the thing. That's even loving to the individuals that can't come over here because those individuals, they're brought over by coyotes that rape women, that charge them $12,000, and then they realize the $2 an hour they're being paid for manual labor here in the US doesn't cut it here. So they're stuck in a nation they don't know the language of. They're trying to pay back a debt that got them over the border in the first place on a substandard salary. That's not loving that you think it is. Oh, we got to open the border and welcome all these people in. You're not loving your nation and you're not loving those people. Congratulations, you've loved nobody. How about you love your nation? your people. And and Trump has said, we need to close this border down. We need to deport illegal immigrants. And if you're a Christian, again, you don't have to celebrate it. This doesn't have to be the something that you are just smiling and excited about, but you should soberly and seriously say, yes, we should do that. We should have a strong border. Uh, Immigration, there is a a place for it, legal, well-vetted and safe, Uh, but illegal immigration, no. And, And you should care about a candidate who says, I'm going to close the border versus one that has allowed millions of illegals in the last six years, three years. Yeah. You hit all the points. Like I, I don't want those people living next door to anybody. I don't want that. So you hate, so you hate people, right? Yeah. No, I love my family is what I do. Exactly. You know, just like the simple stuff, we have doors, we have locks on our doors. You know, I'm not going to let certain people in, even if, even if I know them, like I don't even let friends stay with me. Why? Because it's my family. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, it's not about, oh, you don't want immigrants in here. Well, we do. I just don't want illegal criminal drug I don't want. Right I don't want a ton of immigrants. They yeah, have their own country to fight for. Yeah. Well, I want it in a, you know, I want it in a lawful way, sure. right? Which is, you know, lawful means orderly. So there's order to this. Like law, law and order go hand in hand. You know, so when you have law, you have order. And, you know, when you have order, you know, there's law, but, you know, vice versa. Yeah. That's my, uh, you know, smart, smart saying, you know, for this podcast. <laughs> there's law, there's order, but there's order, there's law. No, that's good. 
Right. And so, yeah. It all comes back to, to love one person. Sometimes you have to do something that seems unloving to the others because I love my family. My doors are locked. That's not unloving to the homeless people that theoretically live in my town. I don't know if we really even have any because it's Texas. We don't really stand for that. But um, it's not that I hate homeless people. It's that I love my family. And even for the Christian, like the way you drive out uh, sin is you have a greater love. Jonathan Edwards talked about the expulsive power of a new affection. New and proper love drives out these subservient, lustful loves or idolatries that you have. And so in the same way, when it comes to your nation, these different things, uh, it's not, I, I hate this other individual or I hate this group of people. No, I love these because God has told me to love them and told me to care for them and told me to honor them. That's what you've got to get in, in your mind. God, family, country, I think is a great tier. Your nation's telling you to, I think of communist Russia. Oh, turn in your parents if they're anti-communist. No, you should love your family above your nation and care for your father and your mother and honor them and your children. So God first, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your family, especially if it comes that and the nation conflict. Same thing with family and God. Oh, you got to leave God to be a part of this family. Well, I choose God. But God, family, nation, that's a great tiering of your loves, uh, of what you should care for. And you cannot love your nation and vote for Joe Biden. You can't love your family and vote for Joe Biden. And you cannot love God and vote for Joe Biden in good conscience. Because and, and none of this has to do, n- none of what we have, have said has anything to do with making Trump our savior. No. None of it. You know, we're talking about God, you know, we're talking about the scriptures, you know, there are biblical reasons for this. And, you know, it's also a tactic to, you know, when they say, when they don't like Trump, you, you know, what they're doing is they're, they're painting him as somebody to run for. And Obama said this, if you're not somebody that people can run to, make your opponent as someone to r- run from. Mm. And that's what they're doing. They're painting him as this bad guy. And and I guarantee you, pastors have influenced votes for Joe Biden in this country. Yeah, They have won votes. They, they have uh, persuaded the men and women in the pews on Sunday mornings to vote for Hillary, to vote for Joe Biden. How do they do it? By attacking and going after Trump and things that we have talked about. Sure. The thing about it, they got Christians to cast their vote for people who want to mutilate babies if I can say that on YouTube and not get canceled, I hope I don't get canceled, <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. the truth. Yeah. And Christians need to stop falling for it. Like at the end of the day, you said it well, like we don't over-spiritualize it. You take a look at the candidates, you vote and you pray that God would bless this nation, bring revival, go check the box. I would also say too, know your local race. Don't just plug in a Republican or Democrat, even now with the primaries, you should be looking at where the candidates stand. Email them, ask them where they stand on the pornography in the schools, where they stand on transgenderism, where they stand on abortion. And then in the primary, vote for someone who then in the general, you're fully behind instead of looking at both candidates and saying like, eh, yeah, actually these both suck. So care, first of all, county before country in a sense. But then when it comes to doing it for the national level, just don't be, don't be a nerd. Don't be weak. Just go in, pray consecrated lord say lord i'm doing my best i will say if there were other options i would probably say if desantis was on that ballot in november it was donald trump desantis and joe biden i'd probably vote for desantis i think he's a better christian and a better family man he hasn't had affairs he's not on the ballot though we're sometimes faced with two options and neither one is great but you have to with courage say lord i don't like these options say you have a job that requires you to work every other sunday Lord, I don't like these options, but this is where you've put me and I'm going to do my best to be faithful to the clearer commandment. 
Neither Joe Biden or Donald Trump are necessarily all that great. One is much better than the other. And you can say, Lord, not my favorite, the one I necessarily vote for an adulterer, divorcee, someone who would allow the murder of children before six weeks. But I'm praying that you bless this nation, that you would give us time to bring revival, to renew and restore your church, and use Donald Trump as the agent to do that. God lifts up kings and does that. That really does happen. And so that's the mindset you can go in with and then sleep, put your head on the pillow at night and sleep well, sleep with a clear conscience and say, I did my best. Amen. All right, Wes, I think that's been a good, good recording. It was, I was a little too nuanced. I feel like we didn't make as strong of statements as we could have, but there's always next time. I wasn't nuanced enough. I wasn't third way enough. Yeah. Yeah. It It sounded like political idolatry to me. You can take the nuance, you can take the boy out of the nuance, but you can't take the nuance out of the boy. Ah, that's great. (laughs) Yeah.